Okay, welcome to Motor Call. This is episode 41, I, I think. Um, kind of depends on when this launches, or not launches, it's dropped. Um, and this is back when I was in California. Uh, Burger is not here, so it's just me, Ryan, and our uh, sound engineer slash co-host, Channa. Hello. And we've got a guest today. We have Ben Shu from Japanese Nostalgic Car, um, amongst other things, but namely that. Um, so Ben, hello. Hi. Um, so why don't you tell us about yourself, other than kind of what Japanese car is and Japanese nostalgic car is, and okay. what you do. So I'm Ben Shu. I'm one of the co-founders of Japanese Nostalgic Car, which is a website that covers anything 25 years and older and from Japan. And that's a rolling 25 years. That oh yeah, so like... rolling 25 years. So right now the cutoff is 1993. And next year will be 94. That's right. That means the DC Integra is going to be a, ja a Japanese yeah, car. Yeah, and that means I feel really old. <laughs> yeah, I know. That happened to me, too, when I found out every car I've ever owned is now eligible other than my van. Yeah, whenever we bring up the nostalgic car rule, we're all like, man, we're getting really old. I mean, yeah. te technically, a Dodge Intrepid is an American nostalgic car. Uh, I guess so. so, yeah, that is true. If, yeah. like, somebody from Japan really wants to be super USDM, they can get a Dodge Intrepid. I wouldn't recommend that, though. Yeah, um, not. You so, could probably get a Sienna almost at this point. Well, you're the... They started the Sienna. I think it was 97, uh, right? Well, the, pa the, the Previa lasted until 90... Seven, I believe. Yeah, so okay. ninety-eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah, which is like three or three more years. Oh. Three years, and then years, and then the first gen Sienna, and the first not great Toyota van. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Toyota, you are a Toyota guy, I guess. For a well, a lot I mean, of people like think that things. because I happen to have a bunch of Toyotas, but. I'm not really like a Toyota guy. It just happened to work out that way. <laughs> um, I mean, Toyota makes good cars. What can I say? No, it's. I, I completely agree. I considered myself a Honda guy, and then I looked at my like favorite cars I've owned historically, and they were all Toyota. Yeah. Weird. Um, so, what, what, can you tell us what's in your uh, stable uh, okay. right now? Okay, so I have a uh, FJ60 Land Cruiser, um, A86, first gen Supra. Um, I have a 97 Lexus SC300 manual. That's actually a really cool car. Yeah, you, apparently it's that. pretty rare. It's yeah. um, apparently, I, I found out later after I bought it that only 120 were made in 97. Oh, wow. And you know, 97 was the first year of the facelift, but the last year of the manual. So there were only 120, 120 facelifted manuals ever made. And if, awesome. if anybody here has not seen a facelifted SC300 versus the pre-facelift SC300, it is a night and day difference. Yeah. I think that the facelift one looks so much better. I, I totally agree. Um, and I also have a 86 Cressida wagon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, re I remember that. Yeah. That was, that, that's got a, that's awaiting a new engine, isn't oh. it? Uh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. a Jeep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that Jeep will be gone soon. The Jeep will be gone soon, <laughs> but it's an, it's an 03 TJ Wrangler. And I mean, until I got it a few months ago, I didn't even ever own a car built in this century. Yeah, I've I've got one I've ever owned made in this century yeah. as well. So, um, so out of all of those, which one do you think is your favorite? 
I can't pick a favorite. I mean, it's you like know. asking what's your favorite child. Right, right. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. It's so hard to say. I mean, I, I have each one of those cars for a different purpose, and um, you know, that's that's kind of the thing about the Toyotas. It's like if I was looking for a large SUV that was vintage and cool, and so the best choice, I was either like going to get that or a, a Montero. So the Land Cruiser was kind of the best fit. I mean, when I was looking for a wagon, it was either the Cressida or a Maxima from that era, right? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it just happened to be that I found a Cressida in a parking lot, left a note, and, and got the car. But, you know, it, it's not like that's, I went out seeking Toyotas. That, that's yeah. like how I find most of my cars, is like weird things like that. Either you, I, my first CA Accord I got, I literally left a note on the person's windshield, and the person like hit me up on Facebook. Like, and they're like, hey, you left me that note, didn't you? And I'm like, yeah, like, I'll give you 200 bucks for a car. They're like, I'll take trades, too. Like, I'm like, okay, what do you have? He's like, I need some stereo equipment. So I, I trade a guy a dumpster I found in, or a, a subwoofer I found in a dumpster and $150. I got my first, like, nice. CA cord. It had 76,000 miles on it. It was the, What? The driver's side was made of rust. Oh. Like, Completely like I. All oh, right, I forgot. We're I, talking Minnesota. Yeah, yeah I had locked the keys in the car once. I had, I reached through a hole in the door and unlocked the <laughs> the door. Like it's that rusty, but uh, no, I mean that's that's like a really fun. Most cars they find you, not like you, yeah. you don't like go out and say I'm going to buy a Z31 today. You, right? You, you're like I'm gonna buy an '80s wedge shaped sports car, and then a Z31 falls in your lap eventually. Exactly. Um, so. I'm wondering what kind of got you to the point that you're at now, because you're knowing just knowing you personally, yeah. Jap- you like kind of like fell into, I guess. Yeah. Japanese so cars. I mean, I um, well, when I was a kid, I mean, I dreamt about like working for a car and driver or something. This was pre-internet. I'm that yeah. old, so um, you, you, know. you were dreaming of like being John Davis. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> like, well, maybe more like John Phillips, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I, you know, did take journalism classes when I was in school, um, but I, I didn't major in that. I Anyway, long story short, I, um, you know, really fell in love with Japanese cars kind of later in life. You know, I started out liking the standard Euro supercars and muscle cars and stuff, but... Um, now they, like, give you a... Well, Euro Euro cars feel seem like they give you a rash. Well, the new <laughs> ones definitely do, um, but yeah. But anyway, like, I, I um, you know, went on this, like, trip, and we had, like, a stopover in Tokyo mm-hmm. uh, in 1992 and oh, wow. you know when I was young I had no idea that like different countries had different cars yeah. <laughs> in America yeah so I thought like everybody I just see has the same the yeah so I, see, <laughs> I thought I'd see the same cars in Japan it was like the first time I've ever gone overseas too yeah and when I you know got out of the airport for this layover I um you know, I just saw these like crowns with fender mirrors and stuff, and I was just like, you know, mesmerized, right? So then I started getting really into, you know, seeking out like these cars that we never got in the U.S. And um, when I, uh, you know, and then you know, just slowly, and this was like all still like pre-internet, right? So when yeah. I slowly like started like accumulating accumulating what little knowledge I could find in English and you know that kind of thing, that, that I I just went down this huge rabbit hole that I still haven't like come out of yet yeah. so that's kind of what happens yeah. too is you go all right i'm just gonna nerd about this one car yeah and then you like kind of look and you're like in the background of a photo you're like what's that and then yeah. you're like you just yeah it snowballs yeah it really does and like s- your ability to name every car in the fast and the furious like <laughs> 12 rolls back yeah and the, you know in that, that racing scene i can identify every single car like i think to like 12 rows back like 
from like, in each like, that's frame. That's insane. Yeah, and I, I can tell you which ones like were in I've Super seen Street. That, and... I saw that movie once <laughs> when it came out in the theater, and that was it. Oh, I, yeah. I love that movie. It's, well, it's it, that's the movie that got me into cars. It's I. I, well, I guess like, I, I told you a story mm. about how like, when I was like a kid, I was like, in like, first grade or something, and my, yeah. my parents were driving me to like kindergarten. Yeah, it was kindergarten. It wasn't even first grade. Something like that. Anyway, my parents were driving me to school, and uh, we were driving past the big mall in Edina, and I saw two matching like copper Bomex-kitted uh, EG hatches. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and from like literally age six to now, I am the way I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's cool. Like just like one little event, yeah. Like, it, it's like just a totally unseeming thing. Like I'm sure it's like somebody that's like super into like airport tugs because like they went to they were from like somewhere that they'd never seen one before, and they're like, "What's that little tiny car <laughs> pulling that train? That plane?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I guess uh, my, my next question is uh, being the head of Japanese nostalgia car, which is kind of the big name in the classic Japanese car community. Um, what's your favorite events and shows? Like, what do you look forward to um, over, over the course of the year? You know, JCCS is probably my favorite still. I mean, I think it's the best Japanese classic car show, and actually, coincidentally, that's its name. That is its uh, name. Yeah, so that's, I think that's still the best show in the U.S., I mean, it's been around the longest. I think it's like their 15th year, 14th or 15th year, something like that. So um, it's almost nostalgic itself. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it, um, you know, people come from all over the country and bring cars from all over the country for that show. That's in LA, right? Yeah, um, yeah, technically Long Beach, but okay. yeah. Long and this the year, area. this year they're moving to a new location, so it's not at the Queen Mary anymore. Oh, where is uh, it? It's still in Long Beach, but it's at the. Um, it's called Marina Green Park, and it's like uh, right along the road that they use for the Long Beach Grand Prix. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. a way bigger park. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's bigger. Yeah, definitely bigger. So, um, JCCS, just knowing, I, since I write for you, it's yeah. weird being my boss. <laughs> um, <laughs> JCCS, their 25 year old, that's where Japanese nostalgia car got their 25 year old, right? Um, no, no, we came up with that rule because. Um, the, I mean, 25 years is when like a Japanese car can be imported. It's okay. also when most states allow you to get um, collector plates or you know don't require you to smog anymore. Um, you know, California obviously is an exception to that. Uh, JCCS until this year had a locked had their cutoff locked out, and uh, I think the cutoff was something like um, it was 87. 80s, yeah, 80, 87, it's 88, like something like, like that. The, it was the last year of yeah. the uh, 86, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, because they had a separate show called Street Neo Classics, of which you were wearing well, the shirt. That's my t-shirt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's, but that show was held at Toyota's campus, and now that Toyota's moved to Texas, they can't, they can't do that anymore. That so that's show. one of the reasons why they moved to New Occasion. They're combining the two these two shows. Okay. So now JCCS will have a rolling 25-year cutoff, but I think, I think. I'm not sure about specifically about the just, rules. But, the, I wonder if they're yeah. going like, to segregate it, where you have like the typical JCCS crowd and then like the tuner crowd sort of yeah. thing. That's I, know, I, hope, I hope everyone mixes, but you know. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what's kind of the thing is it's, it's two separate crowds, and it's like when you do see like a JNC, which I abbreviate it because I don't want to say the whole name, uh, when you do see a JNC like in Super Street or something, 
it's a totally different car from like the builds you see at JCCS. Yeah. Because JCCS is more like a, um, from like what I, you know more than I do about it, but it seems like that's more of like a almost quasi concourse where it's like they, you look for the originality and the quality of the build versus like super street like style builds. You know, like the tuner yeah. style builds are like, who has like the loudest, most ridiculous, like the most unique right. car? Well, you see those kind of cars at JCCS That's too, true. but you they're yeah. in the minority. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, I think they're what you're saying is probably they're in the majority in Super yeah, Street. They're yeah. In, yeah, and like in the tuner yeah. culture. Yeah, like, they're more. Yeah, but there a lot of. I wouldn't say that they like prize originality, but originality and like survivors and well restored cars are definitely like very highly regarded. It's it, it that that's yeah. put more. That's more part of one sound. These cars are quite loud. Oh yeah, we're um, recording at Laguna Seca. By yeah, the way. we are. <laughs> um, but no, the uh, I guess, I guess uh, they put more into that actually mattering because yeah. they're that's more of a collector thing than like a custom car culture thing. Right, right. Uh, and if there's if there are um, modified cars, they tend to favor like period correct modifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah as you would imagine. Like yeah. it's it's definitely collector versus modification yeah. and stuff like that um so i guess with that i, I think i think we we're gonna already know the answer to this but um would you consider what which one do you think is gore fast car slow or slow car fast slow car fast of course uh, yeah. yeah i mean because you're not like you're not you're not at all blowing your wad over the mclaren senna no no. <laughs> no i mean well the thing with japanese cars is that um you know 70% of Japan's terrain is mountain. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, back in the day when people wanted to go hoon their cars, they would go up into the toge roads and, you know, either just like do toge battles or drift or whatever. And that was how they got their rocks off. Yeah. Um, they, you know, so having a ton of horsepower isn't going to help you in those roads. No, it doesn't it's, help it might even hurt you. So. Yeah. So it was much more about like, you know, small displacement, high revving engines, you know, a lot of, um, you know, like handling and, um, you know, just that sort of, you know, just the things that basically all these cars like A86s, you know, S13s, uh, you know, Honda Civics, every, that's exactly what they're known for. And that's the, there's like a reason why those cars are that, are that way. So like when people, like one of my pet peeves is like when people are like, oh, well, how come, you know, the BRZ doesn't have like, 350 horsepower. It's I mean, not it's, made for that. Yeah, it's not made for that, you know? Um, and then, like, you go to, like, Detroit or whatever. My wife is from Detroit or from Michigan. And so, you know, her parents live in Detroit. But when I go might, to might visit... Might as well be this just Detroit is all of Michigan. Well, I mean, when, <laughs> when we, you know, when we go and visit and, you know, they have, like, you see these roads. These roads are freaking wide as hell. And yeah, they're, they're long, straight roads that, like, are basically built for like drag racing yeah. and so you know the the cars definitely evolve from their environment yeah and um so you know being a fan of japanese cars i like cars like the miata and you know the a86 yeah. so cars that handle better than so yeah, yeah. Slow, slow car fast yeah so slow far, long yeah. way of saying slow car fast <laughs> yeah no no and I mean, california is a really nice toge roads as yeah. you know yeah. ryan knows because he um helped us as a driver in toge california yes yes i i, got, I had uh, the worst possible vehicle for that, <laughs> but i made the most out of it so 
Actually, hey, we love the Toyota Sienna. We do. Yeah, we we are. So all, I. Yeah. <laughs> and if I were to buy a van, it would be a Toyota Sienna, not because I'm a Toyota guy, but because it's the best van. <laughs> exactly. I love my Toyota Sienna. People make fun of me for having an 06 mom van, but I'm like, hey, I'm a nanny. I need those back seats. It has this cute little mirror where you can see everything that's going on. And it'll spin through first gear. Yeah. And wide open throttle. Jan doesn't know that, but it does. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I think you and I, as far as Toyota goes, like, we're kind of in the same boat. We aren't Toyota guys, but I am semi-consciously slowly evolving my entire collection to be just Toyota. <laughs> like, and it's not that, like, I don't like other brands. It's just that I sit here and I'm like, I kind of want a wedge-shaped, well, I don't kind of, I really want a wedge-shaped sports car. And as much as I love the Z31, I think that's honestly the best-looking one. I look at the second-gen Celica Super, I'm like, this one's appreciating faster. This one has a back seat and is more reliable and has a straight six. So I'm like, this yeah. is perfect. And then for, like, vans, you have the Siennas, you have the Previas for a hot hatch. You know, the Civic's honestly the best hot hatch you can get, but it's gets stolen all the time. You get a Corolla FX16, no reason to steal it. So, right. yeah, and that's why I'm trying to slowly turn my entire collection to Toyota, and it's not intentionally at all. It's just that's what <laughs> I want. That's what I decided I needed. Um, well, I'm actually really curious about this, because actually my first thought when I first started up the next question um, my one of my first thoughts was, I wonder what Ben would do. <laughs> um, but we called it the Mondial Challenge. Um, it came from uh, one of our listeners, Aaron, sent Berger a link to a Ferrari Mondial that was missing its engine transmission. That otherwise, was out here yeah, in California. It was otherwise like literally perfect. Like everything on it was flawless. It was a perfect collector car. But the thing is, Mondials are not worth enough to hunt down the engine because everybody steals the engines out of them to get 308s running and then they sell 308. And this car seems to have been what, what was, that was the result of that. So uh, we started this thing called the Mondial Challenge because when Berger sent that to me, I said, oh, dude, you got to put some like stupid engine swap in it. Yeah. And Berger said he wants to do like a 3.3 Toyota V6 with a supercharger. And I said I want to do a 13B carbureted rotary on a Corolla uh, transmission, and that would also work. So the only stipulations are uh, it has to be a it has to be a longitudinal engine that does not require extensive metal cutting. So you can't do like a straight eight and some ridiculous transmission. And then just like widen the rear end like mm. 18 feet. Okay. So it's you, you can't do something like that. But it's something like, you know, if you wanted to do like burgersing with the V6, you know, that Ferrari V8 takes up a lot of space. So it's actually a very good size engine bed. Um, if you do want to use an engine that is longitudinal, but you want to try, you're going to try to mount it transverse, it has to be an over the counter. Uh, adapter plate that you know of exists so oh god okay <laughs> i don't know i mean well i mean this kind of goes against like everything i believe in because i'm I know, really not for like yeah. a mixed mark uh, you don't like mixing swap. marks yeah you really don't care about supercars um, that much. but i mean i would say you know well i mean okay to to be like really annoying i would say like a you know <laughs> you know like a nissan uh 
you know the the VQ series. Oh but, yeah, but, but the, the Ultima. But but <laughs> you know, I think the thing that might get more respect once you're done. I mean, as much respect as you can get in a Mondial is, um, you know, maybe like a SVX uh, boxer. Oh, yeah. like a flat six. Well, those are mounted longitudinal, so. No, didn't you ask for a longitudinal? No, I said transverse. Oh, you said longitudinal. It, no, I, I said if okay. it's a longitudinal engine, you can do an adapter plate. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it has to, it, I'm sorry, it does have to be transverse. So, I mean, I, I Oh, okay, of, okay. So if it has to be transverse, then, um... It's not about, like, the VQ. I'm like, oh, Ultima VQ or yeah. uh, Maxima VQ. Yeah, well, I got just... It, 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 it's a really weird question. I would say... You have to, oh, by the way, the V8 that was in it made like 240 horsepower, so it's like an entirely attainable... Okay, Acura CL Type S engine. Then. There you go. Yeah. Oh, it's a, a J35? Yeah. yeah, I think it's a J35. We had only, I think we had like one other person that said J35. It's a good engine, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, as far as Pond engines go, it's kind of like up there for one of them once everybody seems to respect yeah, the most. Yeah, the Mondial question is kind of like... Our version of Top Gear celebrity taking yeah. a <laughs> compact car on the yeah, track. Yeah, starting a reasonably priced car. Yeah. Okay, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually it's a cool. It's a, it's a, that is a cool engine. I'm never yeah, a big fan is. of it. And you see when people like swap them into like all the Integras and ridiculous things, and even like S2000s with them in it. Which looks ridiculous and probably throws off the weight and doesn't make anyone probably ruins the car, but it looks yeah. cool. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, let's go back to Car Week for a minute. Um, how do you? How have you liked it so far? I mean, um, it's, you come down here. Yeah, for it. This yeah. Is my first one, so. I think it's you know it's a great event or a series, series of events, events. but um, you know I'm mainly here this year because. Uh, Nissan is the first Japanese mark to be the featured mark at the Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion at Laguna Seca. Which, that's kind of a, kind of yeah, a big thing. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. It's long overdue. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of a big deal because, like, one, one thing about Car Week is, like, the, the crustiest of the crusty come here. I mean, you got events where, like, people flying by helicopter. The whale worth yeah. $4,000 um, for a ticket. We in. talked about that like two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, I think ago. we did, yeah. Yeah, like you got people, you know, who can drop like $60 million on a, you know, Ferrari 250, uh, you know, um, GTO. And it's just like the most insane, like, display of wealth like yeah. you'll ever Our see. Our friend Brian was talking about how he just sold uh, a GTR to a person who spent twelve or $10 million, $10 million dollars before breakfast. Oh my God! Yeah, okay, they bought so. they bought like the they bought that midnight purple GTR R34, and then yeah, bought like some other cars. They bought like a Bugatti and like all these different like three <laughs> yeah. cars. And I mean, it's obscene. Yeah. So I, this you know. is this is the worst place to be ever if you're a communist. Right. right exactly. <laughs> like if, if you're like even like borderline becoming a communist, you don't come to Car Week because that will radicalize you deeply. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, the cool thing, I think the coolest event is uh, the, you know, the Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion. The event just, we're at right now. Yeah, the event we're at right now. Just because you can see, like, people actually driving their yeah. million-dollar cars. and Yeah, you know, I, just saw, I saw a guy, like, curb rash, or, a, like, bottom out a GT40. I'm like, 
That's a great way to wreck, you know, yeah. twelve million dollars <laughs> of race car. Yeah, I mean, but you you have pre-war cars here, like Ryan yes. likes. You oh. get, you know, <laughs> ding. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, we have a pre-war bell back in Minnesota. Every time I mention it, they ring the bell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then you have like you know these like vintage Can-Am cars, like muscle cars. Uh, you know, there's a ton of Z's and 510's. And, oh my God, um, I, you would think everyone left in the world is here. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just insane. And, you know, Nissan brought out, brought out a really cool display that has, like, the, you know, original uh, John Morton-driven uh, SCCA 2.5 Challenge 510. That, that one is just, like, sitting out there in the open. Yeah. And, like, nobody cares about it, it it's, seems like. You know, they, it's from their collection in Tennessee. They, yeah. they brought out, like... Um, yeah, well, a lot of the Nissan race cars are scattered, you know, yeah. so this is like a rare opportunity to see all the historic cars here at once. Like, yeah. there's a, there's a, you know, the John Morton 240Z, which was... John Morton himself is here. Yeah, John Morton, yeah. Yeah, 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 John Morton is here. Is here. Yeah. He was driving his, his Z, um, you know, and that Z is kind of a weird back. So I don't know, do you want to get into it? Kind no, of no, I'm 100% okay, okay because it. it's yeah. kind of a long story. Well, anyway, so the original Z that he won the C Production Championship with... Um, was, you know, sold from BRE to some other team, and it was wrecked uh, okay. in 1977, I think. So the parts that survived, like the drivetrain, fuel cell, and some other bits, like, were put into another race car yeah. and then raced for a few more years. Yeah. Then this guy, Randy Jaffe, bought that car and then took all the stuff that was from the original BRE car mm -hmm. and then put it in another 240Z body, which is the one that's here today. Okay. And so, so technically it's not the original car, but it's it has a ton to. of the original parts. And then when John Morton saw his restoration, it was the, you know, it's the best. He, cr he christened it. Yeah, it was yeah. the best, you know, I think it's the best restore, or best built 240Z BRE car probably in the world. I mean, there's a lot of replicas out there, a lot of tribute cars. Oh, yeah. Anyway, John Morton was so impressed that he gave Randy the actual VIN plate from his original race car. And so now that's on the car. So that's as close to the original race car you'll ever get. It's like titled as yeah. the original one. So, yeah. so, so that car is here, and it's right by a uh, Bob Sharp Racing 240Z. So that's the other uh, team that was yeah. like very um, pivotal in Nissan Bob Motorsports Sharp in the U.S. Theory, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so you got those two cars together. You have the 510. You have like um, the uh, Z32 that uh, the GTS that that competed in Le Mans that's owned by Stillen. Yeah. You have um, the Z31 car yes. that was driven by Paul Newman that Adam uh, Carolla Adam, owns. Adam Carolla's got my favorite car here. Yeah, it's also the only Z31 I've seen all weekend. I'm pretty pissed about that. <laughs> you got um, you know the BRE uh, Datsun Roadsters. You, you ha there's a guy here that has the first car to have official Nissan sponsorship that raced in the U.S. That's so huge. That was the fair, the Red Fair Lady 1500. I mean, so you yeah. had all these historic cars, and Nissan brought the R390 GT1 and the R382 the, from the R the R390 GT1, yeah. which is one of one. And if you were if you were between the age of like 26 and 30, yeah. you will distinctly remember that car from like Forza Horizon 1 and like 2 as being like the only like really, really cool mid-engine oh, car. The Daisy? No, no, that, that, that was the 2000 GT. Okay. But uh, no, it, it was a, that's, I love that car so much. <laughs> yeah, so that's the first time that car's ever been on U.S. soil. And, oh, yeah, um, that's awesome. 
Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, huge. it's just like a historic, and that's not even counting all the privateer racers that are here, like flogging their Zs and five tens, and there's like a six ten. There's, 710 there out there. There was a 510 yeah. race this morning. Right? Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was, um, well, I was just walking around the paddocks, and like, not that you care about it, but I mean, there's two McLaren uh, F1 Le Mans cars here. Uh, the one that was piloted, I think, by, I think this race at BMW or somebody, but then there's also that green one. Uh, the Audi uh, IMSA car that like broke the series that basically ruined everything for everyone. That's here. Um, the Toyota Celica IMSA car is here. Yeah. That one's just like owned by some guy. It's just like off in the sticks, like in the paddock. Yeah. Um, there's two Bugatti Type 35 racers, uh, Mercer Race about, and those are actually being hooned and they're like 100 years old, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I think every single uh, Lotus 11, Merlin, and Lola in the world are all here. Oh. <laughs> like, it's just like it, a, a bunch of really crazy cars. Oh, and. Uh, my favorite car, duh, the Mazda 787B, two of them oh, are here. Oh, no, one's a 787, not a B. The the, the charge speed, isn't, isn't that, that the No, B? so that is, the, that is 767. That's a 767. But okay. it's this, the real 787B is locked away in Hiroshima. This, yeah. Yeah, this, this is a 767 that, you know, For has all, the same livery. all intents and yeah. purposes, <laughs> it's like... The closest we're ever going to Nine be. and a half tenths of a 787. So, okay, sure, sure. So, yeah. so, yeah, so they have all these cool cars here at this event. Now, I mean, if you go to, like, um, you know, uh, whatever, what was that other event, Exotics? Oh, Exotics uh, and Cannery Row. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, Nobody you, went to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll see a lot of, like, you know, newer Ferraris and stuff. I mean, you know, that stuff's okay, but, I, I mean, I don't really care about that kind of you stuff. You see that so. driving around. Well, yeah. uh, Cody Walker, uh, Paul Walker's brother, is driving around the Mazda Spirit R, the left-hand, the only left-hand drive one. Yeah. They just let him have it for the weekend, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, and then what's racing right now? What are we um, hearing in the background? Right now on the screen, I'm seeing a bunch of pre-war cars, but that's, but not, that's what's not what's racing. Uh, yeah, I. there might be a delay on this, yeah, on the screen. sounds... Like maybe Formula One or some later Can Am. Yeah, it might be Can Am. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, it is, I, I, I hear some like lazy revving, like yeah. giant V8. Yeah. So it might be Can Am. Um, I just one event I really want to talk about though before we kind of cut everything out. Um, the Japanese Automotive Invitational, which was oh yeah, like the Japanese car show Infinity put on in front of Concours d'Elegance. Yes. Um, so you actually saw more of it than I did. Yeah, I did, but, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, well, you know, when I was there, they were still kind of setting up, so I don't know, like, the full scope of the um, actual event. But, yeah, they seem like they collected, like, some nice cars. I mean, um, you know, just I know some of the background of this event, and, you know, it came together, like, very last minute. So there was, um, you know, there are definitely some gaps in, in the cars they were able to yes. assemble. Yeah. But they were trying to get like a good cross section of like historically important Japanese production cars. Oh, and there are a couple of race cars there. Um, but I believe and some prototypes. Yeah. Yes, and for, oh yes, you saw the Dome Zero there, yes. which you know I didn't see. I'm pissed. That was, like, oh, it's so cool! Oh yeah. my god, it is honestly yeah. the coolest car. 
I yeah, have ever seen I mean, that, in that, my life. You know, that's probably worth going just to just to see. But it will be at the Peterson Museum in L.A. after this event, too, Yeah, I you should just go home and see it yeah. tomorrow. Like. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would take me like an hour to get there at this point, so it's not worth it. But, yeah, um, you know, but, yeah, it, I mean, it ended up being like a really cool uh event for i think like if you're like really if you like read jnc every day then you're probably used to like seeing a lot of these cars and you it might not like blow your mind i feel but like if you like are like the typical people that go to pebble beach that like never give a second thought to like a japanese classic car in their entire lives you know it, it will really open your eyes. Yeah, I think, it really yeah. does. Yeah, yeah we saw a lot of people walking around there being like, what the fuck is this? What the yeah. fuck is that? Like the Mazda R360. Yeah, there's the R360 there. The, the, the AutoZam. The AutoZam AZ1. The Isuzu Bellet. Like, belay or whatever yeah, you call Bellet, it. Yeah, Yeah. yeah like Everybody's calling it a belay because they were like, they didn't know how to pronounce it. No, it's Bellet. I mean, in Japan, you would say Belletto, so it, it's the so hard So we should just call it the Belletto. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they those, the Dome Zero, um, then they had a Mirage GTO, uh, the, when they were like the original one where it looked like a... Oh, you mean the Galant GTO? The, yeah, yeah, my bad. The Galant GTO. Ryan loves Mirages. So. I, I, yeah, everybody knows that. That's why I don't like Doug yeah. DeMiro. We, we, we talk up the Mirage quite a bit on this podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, okay. I love the Mirage as well. Good. So count me in. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, I like it because I think it's like a, a 90s car that was mistakenly built in like the 2010s. That's, yeah, that's I like, why that's everyone like, loves it, and that's why Doug DeMuro hates it. Yeah, well, it's because Doug DeMuro doesn't think. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Damn, DeMuro slams. Oh, yeah, they're, that's they're also all half over the place. Podcast. Yeah, they're half this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just me making fun of that man. Um, but no, I, it, I think with the Japanese Automotive Invitational, I think they did a really cool, like, of what they were able to do, like, so last minute, because... I feel like they weren't, maybe they weren't aware, but like there's like the Peterson had two ja giant Japanese car shows going on. Yeah. There was the Rolex show or uh, Dotson thing going on. There was the Quail. There's well, yeah, but that's not really any Japanese cars. But yeah. I mean, like, and then they did all this like last minute. Like, I'm very, I'm surprised it was like as good as it was. And it yeah. was actually quite good. Like, I honestly, I was ready to just see like an Infiniti J30 and M30, and then some like brand new cars like fresh off the show floor well the funny thing was like in the press release they said there was a I think they said there was a Toyota 2000 GT in the press there was, release yeah. but it, was there one at the show yes you, oh was, there was okay it, so it, it wasn't it, there no it was like actually the Sean Connery 2000 GT from you uh you only live twice so like okay the, so it's like, a convertible 2000 GT okay. yeah um hmm but yeah, I, I was because that sh I I don't think it's the actual movie car. It might be a replica. Well, no, because that's the one that's owned by the guy in Japan, uh, Masuda or thing. Oh, so it, so it did come from Japan. Yeah, it came from Japan. It, it was okay. So then it is one. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm stand so, corrected. Yeah, no, that guy that uh, that guy is. I don't know who this Matsuda guy. I think I think it's like Tomohiko Masuda or something. I can't. I have his name oh, photographed somewhere hmm, on my camera. Okay. That guy, just the cars I've seen of his, like floating around various shows, has probably one of the coolest car collections. Yeah. I've ever seen. So he's he doesn't just collect Japanese stuff too. Right? No, he's, he's yeah. Uh, yeah, and I saw like uh, he had a Ferrari two eighty eight as for sale at Sotheby's. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he's really he's cool. yeah one of the most well known or I don't know well known, but he's one of the most prolific car collectors in yeah, Japan. That guy's yeah, that phenomenal. Um, now the the only thing I'm wondering about with like the uh, the Japanese Automotive International. Or invitational. Do you think it's going to be just like a happens this year, or do you think um, it's going to be? I know. I think they have plans to to do it 
Or next I would, year. I would love to see how that show goes when they have a year's worth of prep time. Yeah. So that so. You know, next year they won't be com competing. I think with the Peterson exhibits, the um, you know the uh, what what else the thing you mentioned? Oh, the 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 Datsun uh, yeah. display here, the Nissan display here. Yeah. So they they might be able to get some even better cars. Um, not that the cars that this year no, were good, no, but, but just like, like a, a better yeah, like a, a, a really good cross section. Like. So yeah, I think um, you know I think it's a good idea to excuse me to like um, you know just. Because it's okay. So for people who aren't familiar, it's located in this infinity pavilion, like on the way to Pebble, have, the Pebble you, Beach you Concourse have to, to Elegance. Yeah, you have to walk by it well, to like, like yeah, it's, it's to, there it's, to get to Pebble Beach. You're not physically on the green, but yeah. like you're as close to being yeah. there as you can be without you know, being a part of the 1%. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, like, technically in the confines of the Concorde d'Elegance, which but is, like, the most, Beach. the yeah. most, like, exclusive car show. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll have, we'll have a story next week on how we got in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna, actually, I, I'll just tell it really quick. Basically, I had to, like, go through, like, three gates and, like, basically tell them I lived there to get in. And ironically, when I was there, they had uh, the guy who put on the show talk about is like hey everybody take pictures spread the word about this tell your friends to come and i'm like tell your friends to come like i'm a member of the media and i couldn't get into this right like right. what how are your friends gonna be able to show up like it's like super exclusive and like um you know like uh so you know just for reference like at the pebble beach concord de elegance like a few years ago a um post-war Ferrari like won. It was the first time like a car built after like World War II had ever won and it was very controversial. Oh, like people yeah, were people pissed. Flipped, yeah. So so you know that's the kind of like one percent we're dealing with, like the echelon we're like, dealing we're, with. We're literally talking like yeah. the Blitz and Benz and yeah. like ridiculous cars like that. So like fancy hats and yeah. you know loafers. I, I think they actually have a dress code, and I think if you are below dress code, you will not be allowed so, in the show. Right, so you have to basically be like Montgomery Burns, you know, to go, or you could, like, just be a member of the media, I guess. But, but well, like, even then. I, I think it's, it's funny, and the guy said, like, the guy's like, yeah, invite your friends. And actually, I, I mumbled to myself, I'm like, yeah, if they're a member of the Habsburg family. Like. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, you know, I mean, to have, like, a good selection of Japanese cars there I think really will open people's eyes and minds um, Yeah, because we don't need to preach to the younger generation about how cool Japanese cars exactly. are we no. need to talk to the people at concourse I think it's kind yeah. of a thing where concourse probably wants them to do this because you know I, I said earlier to you I'm like my favorite thing about pre-war cars is they're my favorite cars that are depreciating because mm -hmm. everybody that's into them is dying and like suddenly I'm gonna be able to get myself like a Delahaye race car for like yeah, you'll be able bucks. to trade your Cressida for one <laughs> yeah, eventually. Right? Yeah. Like just just hold like hold on to Cressida long enough and I'll get my Duesenberg. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so um, I guess that kind of is a blessing and curse. I'm gonna move on to like my kind of last question I have for you. Uh, do you think? Because I heard a lot of people there like just frankly blowing their rod for lack of a better term over that. Uh, Zuzu Boe and the uh, or Bellet, whatever the one percent will change the name once mm -hmm. they get to it. Um, and the Autozam, actually, oh, I, yeah. I've never seen such a reaction to a car as I did the Autozam 
Like, more people. Like, people appreciated the C10 Hakoska uh, GTR, but, like, a lot of them were like, that's kind of cool. But the Autozam, everybody was, like, legitimately, like, this is actually really cool. They're not like, oh, it's so cute. All right. They're like, this is really, this is a tiny Ferrari. Like, right. Well, it ticks so cool. all the boxes, right? It's mid-engine. Yeah. It's, it's small and lightweight. It's exclusive. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I mean, if you like, here at the track, you see a lot of race cars that are about that size, like yeah. these, like, Genettas and whatever, right? Yeah. So they, so it, it, I think it's, like, kind of, like, triggers something in their brains that, like... I want that. Yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't, that, like, a Hakka wouldn't. Do you yeah. think that that's actually going to kind of create, like, a artificial bubble in some of these cars like i mean not just that one but i think like mr2s and like you know some other things like maybe like weird like a q45 or something will just like blow up in value well Do you think all of those things are already going up in price right so yeah. so one thing like the porsche bubble yeah. like porsches like just exploded i feel like at some point the porsches are on a tank like yeah, I mean, I, I mean, some people say it's already starting to happen uh, to some models, but I, I mean, in, yeah, I think you know all these things create bubbles. You know, yeah. um, it, it's unfortunate because like a lot of the people that were like really big fans um, from the beginning now might get priced out because oh, yeah. that's happening yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so, been a few cars where we're like, let's go buy this. Oh wait, we should save some more money and then go to buy it, and we're like. Oh, Auto Sam. Well. Yeah, yeah. I thought about buying an Auto Sam in September of last year. I'm like, I can't mm -hmm. get one. And yeah. before they were 25, and I'm like, I can like almost afford it. And then we, I talked to Jam, like we're actually gonna get a house. And first, and I looked at it like in May. I'm like, where did this extra five and a half grand come from in right. price? Like, it's just insane. So yeah, I mean, like it's it's to all these things there's pros and cons and like the pro is that when the really rich people start glomming on to Japanese classics I mean a lot of these cars will be saved because otherwise yes. they wouldn't be yeah um, I mean you know in Japan like it's very difficult to hang on to old cars just because of the tax system yeah. and and whatnot and then the, and then the climate is very humid there so a lot of cars tend to get rusty and stuff so uh, you know older ones that is yeah. uh, so you know, it, the cars will get saved, but then the bad thing is, like, you know, you probably won't see them that often because they'll be squirreled away in someone's collection or, you know, and, and like, the people who, like, yeah. you and I won't be able to afford them. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess it's a blessing and curse because, you know, like, I've been doing those, consider the following articles for a long time. Um, it's kind of cool seeing almost all of the, consider the following cars I've written about at that Infinity show because mm -hmm. it was, like, the art in like in my K Hero articles that I've been doing like R three sixties and all these weirdo cars that were, like writing about like we're all there, um, but it's it's one of those things like I'm happy that they're gonna exist, but I feel like one day I'm gonna be sitting there and be like I really want to get myself, you know, insert cool Japanese car and be like cool let me go get a mortgage yeah. real quick. <laughs> I wonder if that's gonna go across like all the cars or if like you're gonna like run into time or like. I wonder if like cars like I'm thinking like the Skyline Sports, the one that was designed by Michael Adi, um, if something like that will come up in value. It's not really known in America, but it's a very important car. Or like I think the S54 uh, 2000 uh, GTB, uh, that that Skyline. I wonder if those are gonna if those are gonna kind of stagnate and they're not gonna go up, even though they're um, like really. Important. I mean the, the the kind of cars that these um, traditional collectors like are cars with racing provenance 
um, homologation specials, you know, cars with limited production, um, you know, that sort of thing. So I do think, um, you know, that uh, Skyline Sport or like the 2000 GTB uh, will... Skyline go, 2000 GTB, not the Toyota. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Skyline 2000 yeah. GTB will... <laughs> will go up in value because like they love stuff and you know and then prince is like a defunct mark and that's like another thing they love so it's like <laughs> you know so th that kind of stuff woke up in value yeah for sure uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, i guess it's kind of like uh like nobody knew what a ferrari 155 was like as a, like no one else really knew what that was until a few years ago and then like how the ferrari guys started freaking out and they started like a lot of the younger ferrari guys started digging into like weirder older ferraris and picking them up for like reasonable money and watching the value blow up but yeah that, that would probably happen too unfortunately so yeah i think uh the bombshell here is buy yourself a skyline 2000 gtb like right now <laughs> <laughs> sure and if you want to see pictures i'm sure there'll be pictures eventually on japanese nostalgia car yeah maybe we'll are we gonna wait for the updated website or no i think for this stuff up? um yeah we're just gonna upload it next week um we already have some stuff there we have like uh pictures of the nissan display uh you know a up close look at the R390 GT1 because we got an exclusive before it was like behind the, the stanchions. Did we the, oh, my J30 article too. Yeah, the, your J30 article is up there for <laughs> people I, who. I for, actually I saw somebody have to Google that car and brought up the article. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, why so, is this here? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so that was good thinking on your part. Um, but yeah, so the, you know, um, and we have, uh, what else do we have? I don't remember. It's been a blur. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. so much stuff. We've posted more stuff. We've posted more stuff on the website in the last five days than we have probably yeah. the last month prior. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> it's just been like just so much. Like every, every day instead of like every day is like two articles. Yeah, because we're like, um, you know, like, yeah, because I'm like running around like trying to get photos and, you know, all this stuff. And then I'm like up till three in the morning, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. posting the article. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. It's like I'm running on no sleep. Yeah, I'm yeah. really happy most of my stuff is stuff that's going to be dropping later yeah. in that week or <laughs> go in the Motor Call blog where time is not an issue because it's like a good day on the Motor Call blogs when you get like 30 hits. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, anyway, hey, thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to come here. And yeah, no problem. Talk my with pleasure. Us. Um, this is a little bit of a quicker episode, but. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the Laguna, Laguna Seca noises in the background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like sounds of the whale, but for like car enthusiasts yeah. <laughs> and people talking over it. Well, thank you very much, and for well, thank our, you, yeah, and for our listeners, uh, we will see you next time. Thanks. Have a good day. Yep. Bye.